Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. Over 25 years ago, Chip came to Canada, riding on a wave of enthusiasm and support generated by our guest today. Dr. Sid Kettner, now retired, saw something in this new lifestyle adjustment program that caught his eye and scientific mind, and he's here to talk about what that something was. Dr. Kettner, welcome to Healthy by Choice. Thank you very much. Okay, 1988, Creston, British Columbia, Canada. Why then? Why there? Why Chip? And why you? Well, it's probably uh, providential leading, but I was in this little town, a beautiful little town in southeastern British Columbia, right next to the Rockies, and only 5,000 people and doing my private practice. But I always had a yearning to do... Uh, health education work. So I was doing stuff like stop smoking clinics and, and stress control and and uh, depression seminars and vegetarian cooking classes and whatnot on the side. And I guess uh, when uh, Dr. Deal down in California was uh, wanting to uh, run a test program mm-hmm. somewhere on his coronary health improvement project, he uh, called some officials in the western part of Canada and said, who's doing public health in D.C.? And and they happened to drop my name, and so he called me up and told me a little bit about his program. I thought, wow, that's going to be interesting. A <laughs> uh, fellow from Hollywood, uh, California, <laughs> came to Creston. Wouldn't that be great? And uh, so uh, that's how it started back in 1988. So you were trying to do something beyond what you were taught in medical school, I hear you saying. Well, yes. In medical school and public health, we just learned how to build latrines and stuff like that, which I found very boring and used to fall asleep and catch up uh, on my well-needed sleep so I could enjoy the next classes. There wasn't really much back in those days about preventative medicine. It was starting, but just barely. But I had worked in Hong Kong for six years and uh, had started doing some of that over there. And when I came home, I thought, man, this this is great to teach people how not to get sick. You know, maybe, uh, well, first of all, I'd have to build up the practice in order to feed my family. But beyond that, I, I just wanted to work myself out of a job. And so uh, it's just fun to see people come to life again when they're sick. And you, you can't do that with a pill. That only lasts for 30 days or so. But I just wanted to work on something that would keep them feeling great for a lifetime. How did you approach the people in your community with this first chip program in Canada? I mean, now we can we can send them to a website. We can we can tell them all about the Complete Health Improvement Program now. But back then, how did you let people know that this program existed and that they should come and take advantage of it? Well, I worked together with Dr. Deal on that as far as the uh, marketing of it. He said he would come on up and provide a few uh, free public lectures uh-huh. on the program. And in the meantime, I had put up a number of posters around town and talked to the physicians and basically talked to my patients. Because at that time, 
some of the physicians were a little apathetic about anything like that, and uh, in fact, a little bit antagonistic. All of that's changed over the years, of course, and now we have all of our physicians very much in favor of, of health education. But back then, it was not that great a, a relationship, and so uh, most of the people, I just talked to them in my office and said, you know... Uh, We've been working on this diabetes, or we've been working on this heart disease for a number of years now. Ah, oh, yeah, we're getting you by, but I'd like to see you a little more vibrant. And there's a guy coming from, and of course, he, he looked like on the pictures, he looked like he stepped out of Hollywood, and I guess he worked <laughs> in that area at one time with Pritikin. And, and so I said, you know, we got this guy coming from uh, Hollywood and Loma Linda University, where I trained, and I, I think you should drop by and and come to his lecture. So it was basically by word of mouth, a few posters, and then just talking to physicians. But of course, I think I talked to a number of service clubs and told them about it as their members met week to week. Well, this is interesting because, you know, I talk to a lot of people who go to CHIP today, but I have never talked to someone about the very first CHIP program in an area when CHIP was was brand new and, and just starting out. What were those first meetings like? Was there enthusiasm there? Did you see some changes in the patients, the kind of changes that you and the patients both wanted to see? Did you see that happening? Oh, yeah, we saw that happening. And, uh, of course, the enthusiasm was great when when uh, Dr. Deal came and, and a number of people came to his meetings and saw the potential of what could happen mm-hmm. uh, as he gave his research. We had 450 people come. Now, I mentioned the town only has 5,000, so that's about 10% of the population. (laughs) One in every 10 people walking down the street was uh, walking into the meetings. So we had to have the biggest place in town, the recreation center, and we had to run it twice a day, you know, 150 or so in the afternoon and 250 or so in the evening. And it was difficult, but they were enthused they, right from the day one. And, of course, some of my own patients, I said, you know, you're going to be spending a little bit of your hard-earned cash on this program. It was about $200, I think, back then, and 100 for the spouse. And, and um, you know, if you want to get your money out, you better hit this program hard. And, I mean, from day one, give the guy a try. If you don't think it's worth your money, drop it after a week. But at least for the first week. Uh, and that was four days a week we had the program, just really concentrate on doing it. And some of my patients did that. And when they did that in three days, they were enthusing everybody else. I, I, I didn't have to do much after that. You know, these things always do cost money because it costs money to put on programs like this. What is the return like? What are your patients telling you? Was this money well spent? Did they actually save money in their health care program by attending CHIP? Well, you know, in Canada, it's a little different than the U.S. Everything up here is free. And so that was an obstacle we had to overcome. I mean, even to get them to pay for something. I mean, why would you pay for for something that would maybe help you get better when you could just go to the doctor and and get your medicine, have your uh, visits and everything for free? And there's... It's free up here. Yes, yes. So despite that, they saw the value of it. They saved on their medication, although most of our medication stayed up here as well. But they they saved basically on how they felt, you know. Mm. Um, by spending 200 bucks or whatever it was, they were feeling well, and they continue to feel well for months and years. And we have people coming to our alumni programs month after month who've had taken the program five, ten years ago, and they were still coming. They saw the value 
of how they felt more than how it hit their pocket. But, of course, there are always expenses uh, up here in Canada, too, for medicine. So I'm sure that within a year it paid for itself, although I think down in the States uh, you can, uh, for every dollar you spend on uh, prevention, you can save $6 out of your pocket uh, besides which the government kicks in for you. So it's a valuable program more so in the States than up here, but still the way you feel and the way you can live is, is a big benefactor. You bring up an interesting point there, Dr. Kettner, the, the, the fact that in Canada, healthcare doesn't cost anything down here. It really doesn't cost a lot because we have insurance. And so if we really knew how much Canada was paying to make us well and how much our insurance company is trying to make us well is paying, if we had to pay it all, uh, we would have a very different attitude toward any kind of expenditures we have to have toward a wellness program. That's why I ask, is it worth it? And you made a wonderful answer there. You say not only is it worth it financially, especially here in America, but it's worth it in how we feel, how, we, how our hearts feel and our minds feel and our bodies feel. That's where I find the true value of the Complete Health Improvement Program. It makes us feel Good. And that's an important selling point, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. And, you know, one of the patients who came to the first program, you know, she was about 50 pounds overweight and had numerous diseases and uh-huh. was depressed. It was hard to get her out of bed in the morning till noon. And, and she was thinking this, this life is not worth living. And she was actually thinking suicidal thoughts. Oh. You know, after she took the program and graduated from the program, she said, you know, I've got a new life. I've got my second childhood back. She mm. said it. And, and to tell you the truth, it's better than my first childhood, she said, because now, at least at my age, nobody tells me what I have to do like a, they used to tell me in my first childhood. So it was a completely different life, you know. Mm-hmm. She went from suicide to the top of the world, and, and she's remained that way over the years, always positive. Now, why is that? You're, you're a physician here. Tell us why that is. When we make our bodies well, our minds tend to follow along. What is that connection? Why is that connection, and how can we improve it? Well, I think the way you feel makes a big difference. So emotionally, you'll you'll get that sense. Mm-hmm. But we know that brains and well, all organs work better once they have a good blood supply. And the whole premise behind CHIP is opening up those arteries and getting the blood to where it belongs with a good amount of nutrition and oxygen, what it needs to do its work. And everything's going to work better in people's minds. Start clearing. They come out of the fog. They think better. They have a new self-concept. They look at themselves in the mirror, and they say, oh, my goodness, I even look better. <laughs> you know, so the, all of the emotional and the physical parts sort of kick in to keep it into a, a nice, positive, vicious cycle. Now, how did it make you feel when you saw, you became a doctor to heal people. I mean, most doctors become doctors so that they can make people better. They can, they can heal them and bring happiness and joy into their lives. And you were at a point where you're saying, well, I didn't learn all I needed to know in medical school. Here's something that comes along that actually accomplishes through prevention what I was trying to do. How did you feel personally when you saw your patients walking out of a CHIP program healthier than they were when they came in, even healthier than you could make them with all the the medical science and all the pharmaceuticals? How did you feel about that? Well, of course, I felt great. I I mean, jubilant. Uh, I mean, people coming up and uh, and grabbing my hand or grabbing my shoulder and saying, you 
give me a new lease on life. I'd go shopping, and it became a different type of a doctor-patient relationship. Now, somebody somewhere in my medical training had dropped the word doctor and told us that really that meant teacher. I mean, that's why you have a doctor of philosophy and a doctor of this and a doctor of that. It meant teacher, a professor. And, uh, but they said, you know, somewhere we've drifted away from doctors being teachers, what the word really means, and I've never uh, pursued that to see if they're right or not, but that's what I was told, and I believed them. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to have teaching as one of my primary goals in life, and I thought of doing that as my first uh, career. And uh, then I thought, no, I might as well go for being a, a doctor, and I can do both. You know, I can get in there and do a little surgery and deliver babies and bring happiness to people, but I can teach them, too, so I could combine both careers in one. And uh, it's been rewarding. Wow, that is fantastic. We're talking with Dr. Sid Kettner. He is up there in Canada. He's now retired, but he was there with Chip in Canada at the very beginning. And uh, he is, a, he is a, a gem in the crown of Chip. He is someone that's very important to the program. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to ask Dr. Kettner about some more success stories, people who have gone through the program and what has changed. And the reason we're doing that listener is for you. We want to motivate you to make the changes necessary so that you can have that brain fog lift, so that you can feel young again. You can have that second childhood without people telling you what to do. We want that for you. And we're going to try to enthuse you. We're going to try to encourage you and motivate you with some stories from Chip Canada on our return. So everybody stay right where you are. I felt that I was living a healthy lifestyle, but I was starting to uh, have a few problems that I attributed to aging. I did not consider myself obese, but I had gained 40 pounds over a period of about 25 years. My cholesterol was raising, my blood pressure was beginning to creep up. I was on medication, a series of medications for lowering my cholesterol. But the condition that affected my lifestyle the most was the osteoarthritis in my knees. I had very limited mobility and limited range of motion, constant pain, and this was affecting the interaction with my grandchildren. When I first began making changes through the CHIP program, pounds began to melt off right away. Inflammation and other symptoms of my osteoarthritis in my knees just disappeared. I was able to eliminate medication that I was taking for cholesterol. I felt so much better, had so much energy, and I truly believe I was healthier than I was in my 40s. CHIP has given me a second chance for an active life and a long life. I'm really looking forward to being an active part of my grandchildren's lives as they grow, and I've chosen to be healthy for the rest of my life. Are you ready to be healthy for the rest of your life? Visit chiphealth.com to begin your journey. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Dr. Sid Kettner. He is a retired physician in Canada. And he was there when Chip came to Canada over 25 years ago. He was involved in one of the first meetings there in Creston, British Columbia. And he's talking about the good old days and the good 
today days also, because what was good in 1988 is also very good where we are now. This is important stuff. So even in the future, this is still going to be good stuff. Okay, Dr. Kettner, tell us about some of the transformations that you have seen. We want to motivate our listeners here. Tell us about some of the transformations you have seen and how they came about in patients and in people that you have seen walk through the door, sometimes stumble through the door of a CHIP program, and what happened to them next? Well, one of the uh, biggest success stories of the first program was a guy who was 67 years old and actually was a cabinet maker and a renovator and uh, uh, it was basically from California, actually, came up here to retire. And he uh, he built buildings all up and down the coast, the banks and malls and, and whatnot. But he came here and he did renovation work and cabinetry. But he um, went from 16 hours a day, he was definitely a type A personality, <laughs> 16 hours a day to 8 and to 4 and to 2. And then he could barely... Uh, do anything but hang windows and doors uh, as a specialty for about an hour a day and, and had severe angina. He couldn't walk the 200 feet to his mailbox without angina, so his wife would fire up their old English Rover car so that if she had to rush into the hospital, she could do that. And, of course, I think the thing that really bothered him, he, he loved wood fires and, and chopped all his firewood for the year, uh, in the fall, and this particular fall, he had a half logging truck load of logs in his yard, and he couldn't get out there. And then one day, his physician and my son showed up, and, and we bucked up all that wood and split it to him, much to his dismay. And, <laughs> and he was sitting at the window, angry that his physician and a teenage boy would be doing the work that he, as a man, should be doing. And he said, This is it. I've got to get in shape. And so he took the program, and, and then he felt so great that Dr. Deal asked him to. Uh, maybe do a little bit more exercise. So he got a bicycle, and then he had a, an eye appointment in um, Calgary, which is about 300 miles from us. Uh-huh. And he uh, decided to cycle there. And so we set up a program for him to cycle there. And, and he actually ended up at his appointment early, and the people couldn't believe that he cycled over the Rocky Mountains with bears <laughs> and, you know, spurring him on a bit up the hills and stuff. But he, he made it there. And then Dr. Deal called him and asked him to um, meet him and uh, introduce the program in Ottawa, which is 2,500 miles away. Well, Bob, being American, he doesn't know much about Canadian geography. He said, oh, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he did. And then he got off the phone. His wife said, do you know where Ottawa is? He said, no, I guess it's somewhere in somewhere around British Columbia, Alberta. I don't know. She said, it's 2,500 miles away. Well, he was dumbfounded, but type A personality said, I'll do it. And we set out a course for him to follow for 50 days so he would get there. And lo and behold, he went with a newspaper reporter in town who'd lost 40 pounds in our CHIP program and wanted to report this at every place they stopped and tell people about CHIP. And uh, he went all the way across there and ended up 10 days early. Deal still hadn't (laughs) arrived yet by airplane, and here was Bob on his bicycle. So he had to backtrack and stay with people for a week and then pedal in so they'd both meet at the same time on (laughs) Parliament Hill and run their program. A tremendous success story from terrible angina to uh, cycling across Canada. That was Bob. Now, tell us about angina. There may be some listeners who may not be quite clear what angina is. Crushing chest pain you get that's uh, uh, a warning that a heart attack is on its way. If it doesn't relax, of course, you're into the emergency room, you get your morphine, you get your clot buster, you get your stent, and you might even get a bypass. So it's that first terrible warning that definitely the arteries to the 
heart itself are plugged up and it's losing its blood supply and it's in danger of stopping altogether or going into fibrillation and killing you that way. So very serious from that to cycling across Canada. I mean, unbelievable. And of course, he had the enthusiasm of his his, uh, church members. They wrote notes that he could only open on the days that it said, and so he had 60 notes for 60 days in case he was 10 days late, but he, of course, he was 10 days early. And so they had this encouragement day after day, so the Charlie horses and the fatigue and the sore parts of his anatomy would be a lot better as he went. Well, that was Bob. He finally passed away of something unrelated to his heart 20 years later, and he often said, you know, I got 20 extra years of life at the age of 67, he got 20 extra years. Uh, a wonderful person. His wife still, uh, I still see her periodically, and she's still feeling very well herself. There are a number of success stories from the last program we had here just in November. We had 35 people come out, nothing like uh, the programs that uh, we did there at first, because we don't have that guy from Hollywood up here anymore. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, we had uh, 35 people, and outstanding amongst them was a guy who came weighing 300 pounds, used to be a chef and a bartender, so he he had the good life, really, yeah. but the good life was killing him, and he realized that he uh, the main thing he came for was that he was getting more and more short of breath, he was getting angina, and his legs were swelling. He told us that he hadn't worn shoes for seven years mm. because he couldn't get them on. Uh, no matter what size he got, his feet were just swelling, and he'd been through all the water pills the physicians were able to give him, and even some we reserved for, we don't really give them unless the patient's in hospital because they're so dramatic and could uh, end up by giving such uh, terrible electrolyte imbalance and whatnot. But he was on even those, and nothing was helping. And he came to the program at the uh, insistence of his wife and the encouragement of friends, and within three days... His swelling, which was from his toes up halfway up his thigh, had started to recede. And in uh, a week's time, he was wearing shoes again for the first time in seven years. He'd had to wear flip-flops and clogs before that. He just couldn't get shoes on. He was delighted. Uh, He was not able to walk more than about 15 feet at a time. So he had a special golf cart uh, rigged up because he was... He wanted to garden when he moved here to Creston, and he had this golf cart fixed up with uh, all kinds of tools attached to it, so on, and he would do his gardening, but he couldn't walk really more than 15 feet. Well, within days, we just kept him going. We said, 15 feet's all right, 30 feet tomorrow, 60 the next, and so on. He kept moving, so he was doing the 10,000 steps a day that we require by the end of the program, which had run for four weeks at that point. He was doing the 10,000 steps a day, and he actually bumped it up to 16,000 a day. He'd lost 15 pounds. He was wearing uh, leather shoes again. He was walking around his property and gardening with joy. In fact, he said just before he left for his winter uh, vacation in uh, Arizona, where he has a a condo that he had hired a lift to lift, I think it was 25,000 board feet of lumber off of a delivery truck, and he'd been up and down the steps of that forklift uh, 60 times that day with no problems at all. He, He was just really excited.
excited about what was happening. You know, Dr. Kettner, people listening to you, people hearing this are going to say, that's just not possible. You're giving them pills. You're giving them pharmaceuticals. You're giving them procedures at these places. Is that true? What exactly happens at the CHIP program? What are they learning? Well, they're learning how to slowly work with their own physician to slowly reduce their medication as their conditions improve. And some of them get off all of their medications. Some of them don't. Some of them go down to 16 different pills a day to two different ones a day, and they may have to take them twice a day. So it all depends how good their bodies are at the start and how well they stick to the program. But some of them get off them entirely, but it's always under the supervision of their doctor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the program is not trying to give you a pharmaceutical. The, The program is trying to teach you how to eat and how to exercise and how to reduce the stress in your life. Am I right? That is correct. Those are the three main uh, aspects of it, and that doesn't cost much. In fact, you save an awful lot. You (laughs) even save on the food you buy. You can cut your food bill by a third by being on that kind of a diet. He was teased by his neighbors for this, they call it the funny food you're eating. And he said, you know, but they saw what a change it had made in his life, and, and they realized that. He said, I have no choice but to eat this funny food. Well, it's not funny food. It's wonderful food. But I have no choice to eat this funny food. If I don't eat this funny food, I'll be dead meat. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay. quite an expression. Yes, it is. You know? Yes, it is. Of what happened in his life. And this funny food, we're talking just simply about a whole food plant-based diet here. Let's, let's just put it out here in front. We're talking whole food plant exclusive diet. That's what we're saying. Yeah, and, and we take people on that gradually. We don't cut them off everything from day one. The uh-huh. more bang you get for your buck, of course, you might want to be a little bit more drastic like Bob was. He threw out all his meat and his dairy overnight and all his beer and cigarettes and ice cream and stuff. But we try to take people off it gradually over the period of time so that they go as far as they can go to get their cholesterol down at least to three to four range in Canada. I think that would be uh, less than 160 in your figures. Mm -hmm. At least get to that point where you're at least safe. And then if you want to be much safer, live longer. It's up to you from that point on. You can go on and become a complete vegan if you like, but we at least want them to plant-based. And it really, like you say, it, there's a scale there, and we can decide where on that scale we want to be by how far we want to move in those directions that the CHIP program talks about. And that's good news for every one of us. We really are in charge. Our program here is called Healthy by Choice, and it really is a choice, isn't it, Doctor? It is. And, and it's, it's a wonderful choice because you're doing it for yourself. But in our town, which has a lot of retired people, they find themselves doing it for their kids and for their grandkids. They want to be around to be with their grandkids. They want to enjoy their kids to the full. So it's not only for yourself and your spouse. It's for your family on down the line and for your neighbors who see, hey, maybe I can be that healthy again. I can remember those days, but I've drifted. And it's enthusiastic. Mm. Well, we've been talking with Dr. Sid Kettner, retired physician up there in British Columbia, Canada, and he was there at the very beginning of CHIP in Canada, and he has been running programs. I understand you recently had your 25th anniversary, or you're about to have one, is that right? That's correct. That is exciting, 25 years of CHIP in Canada. 
Well, Dr. Kettner, I want to thank you so much for these words of encouragement and motivation. Listener, I want to invite you to the website, chiphealth.com. Lots of resources there. You can find out how you can be involved in the CHIP program coming into your area. Also, a lot of motivation and resources and information because, you know, health is education. If you are educated and you follow what you know to be right, then you can have that uh, health in that scale that you want. How far you want to go on that scale, it's there for you. And we can get you started there at chiphealth.com. Dr. Kettner, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. You're most welcome. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Sid Kettner inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org.